Oh. Sail across the waters. Oh. Tell your sons and daughters what the struggle brings. Well, Black butter flying. Set the skies <laughs> on fire. Rise up even higher. So the angels' winds of time can catch your wings. I would be uh, having a Black History Month song. I was just going to say, welcome to Black History Month. <laughs> yes, I will be having a Black History song every week this month. <laughs> and that hit my spirit. Not Black Butterfly. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was gonna take you out. <laughs> this black butterfly, the Black History, what song of the if week? That ain't the Black History song of ever. <laughs> like when you think Black History, but if you don't think Black Butterfly, sailed <laughs> across the ocean, like. <laughs> No, know. probably not the first song I thought of from Black History Month. <laughs> Which is even better. <laughs> Y'all have forgot all about Denise Williams. Yeah, please. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Black it's the I for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even try to go that high. My vocal cords don't work yes, that way. And first of all, as I was singing, I said, you are both so you gonna sing <laughs> you try the Denise Williams you gonna sing her mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. then go ahead well welcome to another episode of two chicks talking shit um what you got let's let's actually let's start today a little different you know I usually jump in in the tea today tea don't have no tea <laughs> <laughs> which well, we have two things. Well, okay. So before I get into, um, you don't have tea. So Fee has mm-hmm. a little. Fee has a few things we can sip on. Fee has, you mm. know, a little wine for you guys. So we're gonna, you know, oh, okay, you know. But we cannot. We would be remiss if we do not congratulate our. We've been calling her our baby mama. <laughs> Since the beginning of this podcast. Since the beginning of the pod. You hear me? And sis has now officially become a baby mama. Mm-hmm. We would like to congratulate uh, Rihanna. And is it ASAP? Rocky. Rocky. Okay. I knew it was one of the ASAPs. And Mr. ASAP Rocky, we would like to congratulate them on um being pregnant and having a child blessings on the both of them i also would like to thank them for normalizing pregnancy photos because i was so tired of y'all creating these pictures trying to be like beyonce out oh with the with flowers the gra- with the flowers and the grass walls and, and the couture child. dresses and mm-hmm. all of that I mean, mm-hmm. some of them, some of them, I do like, I do like the maternity shoots where it's like the mother to be is like glowing mm-hmm. and like, she just look like this feminine goddess. I do yes. like to see those, mm-hmm. but like the, now I see the new wave is like, y'all trying to give, um, 
like fancy pregnancy pictures. Like y'all, y'all doing a lot. But I guess y'all, I ain't had no pregnancy pictures. Well, nobody been taking no. First hey, of bro, all, the pictures of me pregnant are accidental. You hear me? Listen. <laughs> first of all, why nobody putting a take no? They weren't wasting their film because back mm-hmm. then you had the uh, disposable cameras and you had them hot twenty four pictures. And why nobody about to waste that 24 on my big ass? This should not become cool until reality shows, okay? Right, because I promise you, my mama ain't got, I don't, my mama ain't got no Mm -mm. uh, maternity shoot. Mm -mm. I ain't had one. First of all, they was like, you ain't even got no, how the audacity to be like, (laughs) I want a maternity shoot. Nigga, you ain't ain't even got, the all that you ain't even got you don't even got no business being pregnant. You talking about a damn maternity shoot? You better go sit your ass down. You better save that money for some pampers. Literally. Girl, my mama would have cursed me out so bad. Literally. I got sat down um in the gospel group I used to sing in. Yeah, <laughs> we not gonna even go there Ooh, about being what no pregnancy shoots. You hear me? Listen, we're not even going to talk about being a single mother in the church <laughs> pregnant. We'll save that for our recap of the red <laughs> lip theology because this yes. triggered me so I was like, Woof. Yes. I was like, oh, yes. Fuck. Like, I, <laughs> my, the shit that my mother made me do with now, the youngest son, no. My oldest son, the one thing that she made me do. And when I think about it now in hindsight, and I was like, this yeah. nigga was in the same boat. The pastor <laughs> was in mm. the same boat. Why mm. am I coming to him? That's a whole nother conversation. We're not going yep, to go there. Totally is. But congratulations, Robin. Good, congratulations, Ms. Robin Fancy and mm-hmm. Mr. ASAP Rocky. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, like we said, sis didn't have no tea. I got a little shit, just a little something. And then we're going to get into some real good, juicy girl talk. But I saw this on the Baller Alert. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's definitely some bullshit. Here we go. <laughs> Are you ready? It was so good to be on this side. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I really don't know what this is going to be. I have not been on Instagram like that for real. Only thing I go on there for is to read my messages from my friends. So here we go. Sexual assault in the metaverse. A woman alleged she was gang raped within 60 seconds of joining the virtual virtual world. Um, it <laughs> says that a UK woman is speaking out after a horrific encounter she said she experienced after joining the metaverse. Um, she said that within 60 seconds of joining she wrote in oh, she said within 60 seconds of joining I was verbally and sexually harassed by three to four male avatars with male voices, essentially, but virtually gang raped by my avatar and took photos. <laughs> I can't take this serious. I'm sorry. And she said, after the assault, 
they went on to message her and said, don't pretend you didn't like it. The thing that got me though with this story is because you know you have to go to the comments. You Mm -hmm. gotta go to the comments. That's the best part of social media now. The comments of it is the comments. And somebody said, Do she want to press meta charges? Is there (laughs) meta DNA? Those are my questions. I literally was about to say she pressed the meta charges. Somebody said, next time, close the computer, girl. Listen, take the headset off, okay? Log off. So listen, girl. I know that I'm making Somebody light said, of this. Somebody said, this feels like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> and everybody just, like, everybody is with me, like, uh, Sis, you couldn't just turn off the computer. Like as soon as they would have got some about, yeah, we wanna like I don't even know how uh, a a virtual gang rape would go, but as soon as they were like, yeah, hey, hot mama, sexy mama, or grope, ch- log off. I'm yeah, out. Block, block. Like I'm sure there are options within like, the what metaverse. Would you do with your Oculus, just flaming your mm-hmm. arms in your room, like stop it, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> So I know we laughing and shit, but like for real, man. Well, I know you ain't finna try to make a serious moment out of this. You I'm gonna make a serious not. moment out of this. <laughs> she did not deserve it. Right, you are right. She she logged on to do whatever she wanted came to, do. to do in her virtual world. She did not expect that day that when she went. And so she like, I ain't safe nowhere. I ain't safe in the real world. And now I ain't safe in the metaverse. It's just stupid. Like, we all know that men go men wherever they at. The real world, the metaverse, the internet, yeah. at work, at home. Like, men go men. The math adds up there, okay? So, yeah. either ignore it, block it, or take the damn headset off. Won't you disappear if you take the shit off? Like, wait baby. a minute. Now the victim. God, there's uh, more. I'm not gonna say her name, okay. but she serves as vice president of Metaverse Research at an immersive technology firm. Ma'am, since if you really want us to get on Metaverse, you ain't got to do this. Well, this ain't making me want to get on the metaverse. I don't want to get on the metaverse and get gang raped and sexually harassed. <laughs> I'm already mad. That's what she's basically it. telling us, girls, beware. You're yeah. going to get on here and they're going to gang rape you on the metaverse. I, just, I wish a nigga, I mean. I just uh, want to get on here and play, get on a fake roller coaster. That's about the limit of my metaverse. I don't want to do all that other shit. <sighs> and. Girl, it's, it's too much. And since we're there, I also would like to make a announcement or um, say something to the people of the Facebook. Did nobody ask you to change my fucking avatar? I feel harassed by that. 
Because when I pulled up my first, the, so, so the way that they changed the one that I made, when I pulled that little ugly Negro, I said, who the fuck is that? Chow. Girl, that shit was hideous. I said, I would never. The hair, a fool. So I clicked, so I only looked at that avatar after you made your post, right? And I was like, well, let me see what they done did to me. And so, first of all, it don't even give you the option to say, I want to be like a 3D-ish character or whatever right. they're doing. They just automatically assume that that's what everybody wanted to do. No. And these features don't match. They don't look like us. The skin, the black skin tones are horrendous. Yeah. Like, they are the worst. They all gave us George Zuckerberg's face with different hair. Oh my God. I don't look anything like my cartoon me looked a little bit like me. My cartoon I, me was cute. I don't know who this bitch is on my Facebook avatar. And even after I changed it, I looked at it and said, Well, girl, I guess. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I that's why I sent you the one that my hand like face palm. I was like, this is the only one that really looked like me right now. I was, like, I was just like, Well, girl, I guess this this is what we got. And that is not making me want to join the metaverse. If y'all not going to be able to figure it out where I could look cute and be in the in a fake world, it's not it. it that, nope. that is not the one that I want. Scam my face, goddammit. I know y'all can. Scam. A, let me give you a picture and you make an avatar because at this point, that's what I'm going to need. Tell mm-hmm. me. Pick out, pick out your eyes. You pick out your eyes, fool. Do you know right. what, shape, what shape your eyes are? Right. I was like, uh, mm-mm. I don't like it. Yeah, but Shorty ain't uh ain't doing us no favors with this whole gang raped in the metaverse uh, at, at all. Mm-mm, I'm not joining. No, I'm, I don't I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm good. So that's all I have for a little one, sip of a wine. I told you, just a little sip, okay, just a little a, shot. That was a good sip. That was a good sip. A little shot. A little shot. And so now we are going to go ahead and cross over into some girl talk. Mm-hmm. This, So initially, this was going to be a part of my shit. But then when T said she ain't having no tea, I said, okay, well, then we can, we can really get into this one. Mm-hmm. So I heard this from um, yeah, what friend, the friend zone. Okay. Look at Dustin, brought it up on their podcast. But it intrigued me, and I was like, okay, she can give her two cents on this. And because what intrigued me is that I am all I'm in the position with my job, we are in a transitional position mm-hmm. and a transitional period. And with that, people are uh, asking, you know, salaries are being looked at and negotiated and things like that. Mm. And so, and then for you, the person that the story that these people are involved, I believe that um, this is a woman who was um, just got hired for a tech company. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna read the yep. I'm gonna read the the, um, the tweet mm-hmm. and then give some more into it. Mm-hmm. It said, "I just offered a candidate. Um, I just offered a candidate eighty five thousand dollars for a job." that had a budget of $130,000. I offered her that because that's what she asked for. And I personally don't have the bandwidth 
to give lessons on salary negotiation. Here's the lesson. Always ask for the salary you want, deserve. No matter how large you think it might be, you never know how much money a company has to work with. So basically what happened was this person, they claim to be, uh, let me go to their profile so I can make sure that I am. She's a, a recruiter. At right. HR. Yeah. Did you see it? You saw it? Oh, I, I saw this. I know the, the whole story. Okay. Okay. So uh, on her Instagram, she is a follower of Christ, a faith influencer. <laughs> A, a serial entrepreneur, a worship pastor, and she is supposed to be, I guess, like she does. She's a recruiter, and I also think that she does marketing and things of that nature. So you already know that she got backlash for <laughs> this tweet because they was like, that was some fuck shit that you did. And I want to say, I also believe that she may have gotten fired and did. For, for this for mm-hmm. her post she because did. one why are you on social media talking about salary negotiations mm. for a company that you work for with, and about a candidate that you hired mm-hmm. and then you're saying that you lowballed them intentionally so what irked me about this outside of sis talking about she's a faith influencer and and all this other garbage what really uh, irked me was that you had the budget to pay her more but you chose not to and you thought that she was teaching a lesson when you really just made yourself look nasty and mean yeah, and this is why I feel like so. A couple, I got a couple comments on this. Like, okay. I, I saw the tweet on Twitter when like it was starting to blow up, and I was like, "This ain't gonna be good for Shorty." And I just, you know, I read a lot of the comments, and I agreed with mo- almost everybody because number one, many of us, and I'm saying us because I am included in us, have were never taught about the proper interview techniques, what questions you ask during the interview or negotiating a salary after an offer, especially if you are like new to the field, just graduated, caught like Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't know, you don't know any of that. And so what irked me is as a woman of color, you mean to tell me you looked at this other woman sitting across from you on the phone with you and said, I have $135,000 I could give you, but I'm going to only give you 85 because you ain't asked me no questions about the salary. You, this is what you asked for. Right. Educate. This is where you take, you advocate for people and you educate. I saw so, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just about to say, I saw so many people as well as another recruiter that said, she even told an applicant like the typical after the the applicant said oh this is this is the desired salary she said well let me help you out here this is the range for you know this role 
I can put you in at about this and then we'll take it back to whoever and we can negotiate it from there. I feel like that's what she could have done. I saw right. a, st a story where a lady, they were doing like a group offer or whatever. And the girl said, oh, I'm looking for like $100,000. And then somebody on that call dropped from the Zoom call and text or call the applicant. I heard about that. And said, no, no this is what you asked for. And got right. back on the call. This is what we do in these spaces. When you have the power, you look out for your people. Right. And she could have easily turned this around and been like, um, well, one, I, I, one, I would say this. Well, I'm going to say two things. So she could have easily turned this around and said, I had a um, candidate and they gave me what they gave me their salary offer or salary request. And I um, counter offered with more or I uh, advised them to ask for more. And this is my reason why. And then she could have went on to say, or she could have been like, I had a candidate who, um, when I asked them what was their their base or what they requested, and when she told me what it was, I countered with something more because, and I explained to her that, you know, this is what this was. And she could have went on to say like, you know, in these instances, you always want to go high. She could have did it like that. But instead, you wanted to be nasty. You shorted this chick. You shorted this woman $35,000, $45,000 mm -hmm. to make a point because you didn't have the bandwidth to want to make, to have a teachable lesson. But yet you're talking about, oh, I'm this faith-based social person. But in mm -hmm. hindsight, you're really not. Because if you look at her um socials girl uh -oh. uh oh no you're not what you are is a up and coming or want to be i'm gonna say this what you are is an up and coming content creator like so now. many of us is nothing about your page is saying to me faith or anything like that what it's saying to me is that you're still trying to find your niche however you are good at marketing you're good at resume building. You're a recruiter. So you are good at those things. And what you and how you can really grow as a content creator is if you if you zoned in and honed in on that mm. instead of selfies and outfits and Ooh. pictures about nothing. Ooh. When nothing in your bio says I'm a fashion content creator. <laughs> Nothing in your bio says I do beauty. However, that's what you pushing on your page. You pushing that on your page, but your bio says something completely different, which lets me know that sis, you're full of shit. You were Ooh. full of shit when Ooh. you you were full of shit when you lowballed this woman. You were full of shit when you came back and was like, hey, I did this wrong. I could have went about it the wrong way. You knew what you was doing when you did it. So don't come back now and be like, hey, I see where I was wrong. You saw when you was wrong when you did it. No, I don't think she did. And I don't think she cared when she did it. I think she cares now because one, she lost her job. Two, now this spotlight is on her for the wrong reasons. Right. 
and she's not she's not she's not someone who is going to advocate or instill any teachable moments in a young person's career. I'm gonna tell you something about D. D is a senior accountant, okay? And in this new role that he is in, he has been assisting with um, interviewing the talent for his department and others and um, hiring some of the interns, right? So I'm very proud of him too. Let me just say that. I'm very proud of this whole little situation I'm about to share. So this week he was interviewing some roles for some kids, some kids for internship, I should say. And these are kids that went to PWI, so like University of Wisconsin, Iowa, like Michigan, you know, them kind of schools. Mm -hmm. And then there was a young um, black man who goes to the University of Illinois, Chicago or URC, right? Mm -hmm. So they do these interviews, they, you know, they talk about their GPAs and what they want to do and what they want to be and all this kind of stuff, right? And so... These people, you know who, them, they were advocating for this dude who didn't know what he wanted to be. He didn't seem to be articulate in the interview. It was just kind of like coasting through the situation. So you know probably what knew somebody in there. Mm, so you know who, you know where I'm going. Then there was the young black man that went to UIC who had a 4.0 GPA, very articulate, has a plan, knows he wants to be a, get, a, get his CPA and XYZ and blah, 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 like has a plan. They were advocating for, I don't know what I want to do. And D was like, Mm-mm, this is the one over here. This is the one over here. And so because a black man was in the position mm-hmm. to assist in the decision, the young black man was offered an internship versus a young Caucasian man. Not saying just because, but because he was the better fit. Mm-hmm. But like if D wasn't there to advocate for him. It wouldn't have happened. We got to be in the rooms. We have to be in the rooms. And when you're in the room, do what you're supposed do to do. Do the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. And sis did not do the right Mm-mm. thing. Like like girl but also I saw an article when I was looking this up and they were saying that they are trying to push for laws for employers to share during the hiring process Mm -hmm. they want to start sharing a salary range and I am totally and totally in agreement with that because I know for me I know that when I took my job when I initially got hired from my job, I um I I know for a fact at this stage that they definitely offered me a lower salary. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the wherewithal to negotiate for something more. One and then I wasn't really in a position. I had been out of work for some years. Mm-hmm. I had just finished school. And I was older. Like, I had just been to school, but I had been out of work, freshly divorced. I got two kids to take care of. And the job, the offer that they gave me was still on the higher end of jobs, that, of any job that I ever had. Mm-hmm. So, while the salary may have been my, mo- my most highest paid salary, I also know in hindsight 
that I could I should have been paid more. One of those reasons was because after working for the company for a couple of years, uh, and I went to my my boss and I was like, okay, I've been here, I've seen opportunities come, and nothing has been offered to me, mm-hmm. and I'm not understanding why I have a bachelor's degree. He said, you know what? I always thought you had an associate's. See? And so, and that it did, he did put me in a new position and, and boost me up. But I also know that even in my new, my newer position, even in that newer position, I was still probably one of the lowest paid. So, I, I, I agree. Like these, so New York just passed that law. And I know Colorado is another state that mm-hmm. has to put that out there. And so that would cha- literally change the game. And I saw something. I believe I was, I saw it on the elevator going to work. They be having those quick little articles up. And mm-hmm. it was saying that if employers shared uh, salaries, mm-hmm. that it would eliminate the unfair salary gap. Or wage gap, and I completely agree. I and I don't like when you think about it. Not being able to share what you make is not really about protecting the employee as it is the employer. Because if everybody was able to share what they make, then that would then have to force the employer to um, explain well why. Does Bob make, we'll say, 100K, but Sue only makes 85K mm-hmm. when they both have the same experience, they both have the same education uh, and all that. Like when you start comparing stuff, why aren't they getting paid to sign? Because hmm. I, I know for a fact that in my position now, and I just went to my boss because... I was like, hey, we didn't get um, we didn't get raises last year because we were going through a transition. I was like, so, you know, are we going to get raises this year? Mm-hmm. Um, what What's going on with that? And he was like, do you need you want more money? And I was like, yes. <laughs> he was like, he was like, well, um, think about it. Give me a number and come back. Well, so I, I did some research on my position, which is hard to do because my position is a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. But yep. I did kind of just did some research and, and, and everything. And so I gave him a number before I gave him the number. And the number is high compared to it is it's the number that I gave him would be a a, a sizable increase. Um Versus what I get paid now. Come on now. But I went in there. And at first I was like. Even in trying to figure out the number. And just doing the research. And looking at things. And then um, I was like. This might be a little too high. Compared to what I was getting paid. You know what I presently get paid. I was like this might be a, a bit much. I said but you know what. Fuck it. I was like, I'm a star high. Yep. I said, so this is my this is my maximum number. So I'm gonna start with this number. If I get this number, nigga, I nigga, I made it. Okay. 
but I was like, I'll be cool with this number. You know what I'm saying? So I gave myself a high range and a low range. So I gave myself a, a range that I'm willing to be okay with. And um, when I went in there, I was like, okay, education, experience, not only that, um, my time with the company and I, I have experience in multiple departments. On top of that, I understand workflow, which is something that he's very, he's seen in me. So mm-hmm. I took a compliment that he gave me Mm-hmm. You like you you said this right? You said that this was this is what you liked about me. Okay, well then pay me for that. I know that's right. And then also I use the wage gap because I am in a department with a non-black male who is substantially older than me. Like we were having a conversation today. And this man was talking about uh, a the winner of 79. I said I was two. <laughs> Straight face. I said I was two. This man was talking about he was standing on the bus stop on his way to school. No, I sir. was no. I was two, sir. Oh God. I was two. And everything that he says, and, and I'm not for somebody to be like, oh, you're ages. Everything that he talks about, I can tell that his heyday was in the 80s, which also explains why he has a hard time adjusting to the changes that's being made in the office present day because mm-hmm. he has that old office mindset. And that's and I'm like, well, do you pay? Next question. Do you pay someone? You got two candidates. Mm-hmm. One candidate um, received their degree. We'll say they they received their degree in two thousand. Okay, I'll go further. One candidate received their degree in two thousand fifteen, and they have a little bit of work experience under their belt they might not have a lot but they have some Mm -hmm. then you have another candidate who received their degree in 1995 and they have a lot of work experience under their belt however so which one do you go with do you go with the one that's kind of fresher or do you go with the one who's been around longest and how do you pay them who get pays who gets paid more See, I think that's one of the trickiest situations in corporate America. Is it experience over over the degree or like the degree period over experience? Like which one outweighs the other? And honestly, I will say that it really depends on what you're looking for in that position. So let's say I have a department and everybody been here 10 years and I'm trying to shake things up. I want to get a new fresh eyes in here. I want to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to go with the young the young cat with a little bit of experience. Maybe they'll bring a new fresh perspective, eyes, new perspective to the department. I was going to say the same thing. I will go with um, 
I would go with the younger candidate because of that. They bring a new, they bring a new perspective. They have fresher eyes. What I've seen, because in my, um, in my job, it is a lot of older people. And my job, I will say this, my job is sweet. My job is one of those jobs. If you're someone who is, uh, how do I say this? If you're like, my job is good for someone who is like, I'll say it like this. My job is the type of job that you can come in, you can make decent money and have great benefits and you can be comfortable and you can retire if that's your plan. If your goal or if your plan is to have a job, work that job, a secure job, and retire, my job is that. Okay. And so, but the downside to that is you end up having a older staff which also means so that means you have people that come in this job and they stay for years until they retire and so they aren't really open to change making adjustments fresh ideas or anything like that and so what happens is oh I will say what has happened in my office is that with this, with this transition period that we've been dealing with, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of, but why do we have to change? It seems like we were fine all this time. And if you have people who aren't used to adapting, which I have noticed is like a thing with more seasoned employers, employees, mm-hmm. they're the change for them sometimes too many changes they get to thinking that their job is in in jeopardy or they are resistant to the change and they want to stick to the old way and when you're doing all these changes sometimes that could kind of make you fall behind yep but that's that's that goes outside of the whole salary thing sis was trash Hmm. Sis was trash for that. And um, you know, I did the digging. I found her socials. Like I said, I was on her socials. I'm not saying her name. You're not gonna say her name or anything like that. But I was just like in hindsight, because of the type of social content that I create, mm-hmm. I, she would be someone that I may have followed. Okay, but because of her bio and that stunt, the stunt that she pulled, hmm. I, I, I refuse. I can't do it. I think that's also the problem, though. Like nowadays, everybody's trying to be a content creator. That is facts. That is absolutely facts. Which is, I don't think that's nothing wrong with it. However, um. You got to know when to draw the line. Yep. I'm not, I'll never discuss my job in that way. Whenever I talk about my job, it's mainly on a podcast. Hmm. Or, and if I am talking about work from on YouTube or something like that, it's mainly about what I wear to work. 
Mm-hmm. Or the out being working in the office or something like that. I'll never get into specifics. I think that you have to draw that line. Uh, my job and the social this this content creator because until yep. you start creating content where you're getting paid, since this is a hobby, <laughs> right? I don't give a damn how many followers you have. It's until you get paid. It's a hobby. Don't get, don't let your head blow up and this hobby end up getting, taking you away from your bread and butter. Hmm. That's all I got to say about that. All right. That's it for that. Okay. Well, do you want to jump into the next topic for Girl Talk? We can, since we here. Hmm. We is here. I think it's a good segue. Do um are you gonna you gonna bring it in? Sure, or? sure. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm gonna okay. take my name off though because I didn't look at it. But this young lady, um, African American woman, went has gone viral on providing some feedback or advice, whichever way you wanna pull it, on a recent first date experience that she had. So. I think her name is Samara. Um, She recently posted a TikTok where she was talking about going on a first date. And it's really important to listen to the people that you're dating and make sure that you're in tune with them. And this gent had told her that he was into cigars. And um, she did not spend money, which was another tip that she provided um, did not spend money on cigars, but she went over to her parents' house. Her dad gave her a cigar. Um, her mom gave her a paper bag and some rope. She wrapped it up and um, she gave it to this young man on the first date. Said young man was um, very appreciative of the gift. And I'm quoting her when she said, he told her that that made her stand out. And um, she said that he reciprocated the gifts and they smoked. He taught her how to smoke a cigar and they had great conversation. They've gone on another date or whatever. Um, So I don't know if sis, you want to talk about providing gifts on the first date or where you want to go with this. But I thought that this was just interesting when I first saw it on the socials. Well, just tell me your thoughts about it. Okay, so you know me. I'm a gift giver, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, my friend is. <laughs> if it's something that I see that I think is for that person and I'm able to get it for them, I'm going to do it. I, I can tell you that I probably spent more money on D when we were dating or first talking than he might have spent on gifts for me, but that's the kind of person I am. I like cool socks I got him some cool socks like little stuff like that oh Mm -hmm. you mentioned some hat that you had that you couldn't find it bam I found it boy there you go you know what I'm saying right right that's just that's just who I am I listen I pay attention to the people I love and then and I'm I'm just a natural giver so I don't have a problem um with her giving him a gift on the first date if she felt like that was the right thing to do 
My thing is, I think it's all cap for the internet, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's all you got? That's all I'm going to say right now. So, I thought that the um, the giving, the gifting of the cigar on the first date or whatever, like, I didn't have no problem with that. I thought it was cool. Um, and it wasn't like she went out and spent a lot of money. Like, she said she got the cigar mm-hmm. from her dad. And then her mom gave her the stuff to wrap it. And her dad threw in the cigar cutter. So, mm-hmm. you know, that part, I wasn't, like, I didn't. And it was a first day thing. It For me, it's no different than... Um, going out on the first date and maybe buying a first round of drinks or going out and you say, hey, I'll pick up the tab this time. Like, I think that when you're in those beginning stages of dating, it should be reciprocal. And then, or it's not even that, it's not even that big of a deal. It's no different than a guy giving a girl flowers. And and if you know anything about cigars, um, you can get cigars for under twenty dollars. Nice cigars for under twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. So even if she would have went and paid and a, a, a cigar cutter, you go to you can get a cigar cutter for two three dollars. So, um, that part for me, I was like, okay, that was practical. It ain't like she showed up with some um Balenciagas or some Gucci loafers or something like that, right? Um. The part for me that gave me pause is when she said that his reaction was it made her stand out. Yeah. Um, this ain't the bachelor. Nigga, I don't want a rose. Like, that's how I took it. And maybe I took it the wrong way. Maybe he was just saying, period. It made maybe he her wording was different. Maybe it, he was just impressed by it. Maybe that was something that he's never had because, and if you think about it, a lot of times niggas don't really be getting that type of treatment for women. Sometimes they don't, especially just, in the beginning. But that whole the the wording of I'll say the wording because I don't know if that was what she really meant. But the whole wording of he said this made me stand out. It just didn't sit well with me. I don't have no issue with the whole um, giving him a gift. Hell, I just ordered Chipotle and my dear work, but his is in the microwave. So, I mean, that that part, and like you said, little gifts, hey, you like these socks, I'll grab you these socks. You like this hat, I'll get you this hat, you know, stuff like that. I will say I need to do better on that end, like... I, 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 if I'm thinking about it, yeah, but sister, you know, I gotta put me first. I gotta put me first. I do agree with you though, the whole standout thing, because it did. I knew you were gonna bring that up. That's why I bring it up. But like, because <laughs> I know my friend, and it did give me reality show vibes. Like, those niggas on them shows be looking for the girls that's doing a little bit extra or doing uh, doing the most so that they, you know, quote unquote, stand out in the crowd. And so when she said stand out, it made me think that this not saying this is wrong either, but like how many um how many first dates you went on this week, sir, um, that this this cigar stood out for you. So, right. 
That's- and then not only that, but it also just like, and I saw uh, Layla Anthony and uh, Nicki Minaj, they were on a live together talking about this. Mm-hmm. It also put me in the mindset that, you know, nowadays, today, men legit be feeling like they are the prize. <laughs> when, it used to, when it used to be a time where women used to, like, it used to be a time that women were the prize. And honestly, like, I don't think that neither one of us, male or female, should be feeling like we're the prize. Mm-hmm. It should be about meeting your person, finding your person. And so I think once we get out this whole mindset of I'm the prize, if he didn't think he was the prize, he wouldn't even have the audacity to say, oh, you stood out. And I hope that I hope that she did this because I hope that her intentions was, hey, I hear you like cigars. So I decided to get you a cigar. I hope it wasn't the intent of I want to do something. Well, actually, no, it was her attack. So this whole first impression thing, hmm. sis. Hmm. No, like I would, I would have rather she just been like, "Hey, I'm going on this first date." He said he likes cigars, so I grabbed him a cigar. If it, and, and honestly, I think if that was the case, it wouldn't even been made a video because. You did it as a, hey, ladies, this is how you make a great first impression. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to say it was a clout thing, but we also got out of, like, it was one of those, let me show you how to get a man type situation. <laughs> and I was doing some digging, just oh, journalized, yeah. just, you know, just, you know, being my little, being a journalist this evening. And I looked at her TikToks Hmm. and all of the TikToks prior to that first impression video um, was all about, and I don't know, she could be joking, so I want to generalize, but it was a lot of, you know, not not gotta get a man, but Mm -hmm. if I I could get a man or this type of man, I won't. It was giving desperation, in my opinion. It was, she was, she was giving me, <laughs> I ain't gonna say it was giving me desperation, but she gives me one of those types who have fallen into this whole uh, quality man type situation. And, you know, she has a, a I don't know, each to each his own. I don't want to start guessing. But I will say that that, vid, that first impression video was like the other girl it was a whole situation where here y'all go. Mm-hmm. You know, especially I think with TikTok, TikTok really got everybody like, hey, I'm a I'm a content creator now. No, and so <laughs> let me tell, I'm a content creator now. So let me tell you how you should live your life. And let me give you unsolicited advice. Did nobody ask you if we really <laughs> be real? When did anybody come to you and say, hey, how do I make a first impression on a date? Because mm-hmm. again, if we go back and look at all the content you was making, you weren't talking about going on dates. Mm-mm. 
I ain't see no, hey, get ready with me. I'm getting ready to go on a date. None of that. Hey, hey, um, you know, date night. Mm-mm. Hey, you know, these are some things that you might want to consider. When you... Nothing about her videos ever gave the impression of dating. Nope. Actively dating. There nope. was all a lot of kikis, kikin around dating. Low key, it was like, I, I, I want a man, but I'm a joke about it. I want a man, but I'm going to do it in a I don't want a man. Well, no. I want a man, but let me try to be funny about it. I don't know. That was so like, so <laughs> I can see where you like it. It's a, it's a little cloudish. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I don't always you know, post my videos as soon as I do them, you know, I'm a fake creator too. I just be post, I'm a funny person. Like I just do stuff that make mm-hmm. me laugh. So whatever, if it don't make you laugh good, if it don't, whatever. But I did notice that she posted a video after this date video, first date advice video. And it was supposed to be like a follow-up and you could see the dude like in one of the shots on this video, but it was a Christmas tree in that little montage that she posted. So what I noticed is that she ended up pinning. She pinned. So did. She pinned that impressions video. She pinned her getting her hair cut and it was another video. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that if when you pin those videos, do those always stay on top and they fall and they fall out of sequence? No. They stay on the top as pinned. But they stay in the same place on the timeline. Okay. Don't go to TikTok because it's gonna cut us out. But like <laughs> when you go back to her page, you'll see like the three pins that you talking about. Then you go see one where it looked like she's standing in her closet or some shit. That's the little montage where it's like her and and, and Bay or whatever. She's sitting in, end up sitting in the car smoking a cigar, and then a, like on the row below or the row after that, it's the advice video. And it's just not giving me a timeline. Is And I'm not saying you have to, but that's why I feel like it's for clout because all of a sudden this video is super popular. I don't know. I just, I don't um, know. From I what like I saw, for the how ending. I saw it, um, I felt like she was posting, posting, posting regularly. So she was definitely trying to grow. I mm. didn't look at her, how many followers she had. No, it then blew up now. I sure didn't blew up now. Be just looking at, um, looking at the engagement of her first few videos. She had a few that blew up. A lot of them was regular, mm-hmm. and then um, I want to say after that impressions video, it 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 was kind of steady. So she that that impressions video. I think it was like it caught people for in the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I don't think it's gonna be like a thing where mm-hmm. I think it'll be forgot about uh, next month or in a couple of months. Same thing with salary check. So they yeah. having a moment now, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I don't know. Like I think that the uh, the impressions chick she might be able to kinda, make something out of it. Make something out of it. I don't know about salary check, but again, 
and as we talk about it and I think about it, um, I'm not against getting a guy. Uh, I still stand on that. I'm not against the little, hey, we've had conversations. You said you like mm-hmm. um, cigars, so I picked you up a cigar. Hell, I got cigars sitting. I can do easily be like, well, hey, I heard you like cigars. You want one of these? I ain't smoking it. You know what I'm saying? So on that end, yeah, I ain't tripping on that. But the whole, this is how you make a first impression. What I was about to say, and I think I got my, like, sis, you already made a first impression. You've already made an impression. That's why he wants to meet you. That's why he wants to go on a date. Hmm. So the first impression has already been made. Now you're just doing something to be nice. And again, let's not stop. Let's get out of this pick me. This whole pick me, they the prize mentality. All right. Listen, Sonny, I'm going to walk into a date thinking I'm a shit. Like, I like you. You the shit because I like you. But also know that I'm the shit too. Tuh. And I'm not easily impressed. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, when you have men in your family telling you this shit. Tuh. You know what I'm saying? And you look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself you the shit. Is you know, you you kind of hard to impress. You nobody else, exactly. You, right. You kind of hard to impress. So, yeah, I'm not doing all that. Either you're going to like me for me or we can go on about our business. Sure. All right. Well, there you have it. From one one creator to another. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Shit. I, well, no, I don't want to go. But see, I don't. I want to grow organically. And you doing that. Like, I honestly have, I saw where you started. I see where you at now and I love to see it. You know what I'm saying? I love when you posted like a week ago, maybe it was two. I, I'm very bad with time lately. When I saw that you had like four, it was either four thousand views or four thousand subscribers is like some maybe it was views. it was four thousand views on that TikTok video. I was like, my friend, <laughs> my friend is doing her thing. Like I remember when we was just watching we. You hear me? Right. <laughs> that's that's what that's what should happen. It's like some people, yeah, they just hit it and go. Like not Carlton Banks. I remember when that fool was doing his little skits in his dorm room in college with these wigs and Karen Clark Shear videos, and he was funny then. He funny now, but he grew organically. It's, it's that's how these real content creators grow. Like. I don't know none of nobody, honestly, who just went from zero to a million overnight, like and sustained. Yeah, like I, I think. Yeah, I think that's the difference. I think that uh, when you have those big viral moments, and now with TikTok, everybody can have a viral moment. Okay, but if you haven't grown a audience, if you haven't grown a community. As I like to call it, if you haven't called, grown a friend base, I don't like to say fan base because mm. nigga, who the fuck you think you is? Right. You got fans. But if you got your followers, you got your 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 community, 
you got your people, I feel like that's how you sustain in this content uh, creating world versus, oh, I'm going to go viral real quick. Not to say I've seen content creators who had that big viral moment and they were able to grow from that because they had that big viral moment and their niche. If you don't know what a niche is, that's the thing that you create your content on. That's the thing that you focus on. Beauty, fashion, tech, mm-hmm. whatever. That's you know, whatever it is, that's your thing. That's how you um, you know, you build your your whole thing. So I've seen people have viral moments with that and they continue mm-hmm. to grow from that. And they, but they grow and they have real community. They have real followers. They have people that truly support them and root for them. That's the difference. And that's what I want. I want community and I want true blue people. And I think I'm, I'm going to say that's what I, what I want. That's what I have. And that's mm. what I continue to grow. Sure. Because I have people that like truly for real, for real, when they comment and they just not like, they not comment or leaving stuff on my stuff like I'm just some unreachable person. They like, sis, friend, mm-hmm. girl, that's what you want. So, you know, God bless y'all and y'all quick uh, 15 seconds of fame and y'all quick <laughs> viral moments. I hope, you know, it does you well. But I also hope that you find a way to really connect with people. All right. And that's not just for them, but that's for anybody who's trying to get into this whole um, content creation um, world space that, you know, you reach people, you touch people, because that's how you truly inspire and motivate people. All right. Well, that was a word. And um, we'll be right back. That's some awesome. Hello, I didn't hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we've been doing this podcast a long time. <laughs> Shit. Hello? <laughs> right. Like, hello? Who you talking to? <laughs> Shit, not a goddamn body. So. <laughs> All right, y'all. It is time to relax, relate, and release. And so, I'm going to just turn it over to my sis who has a topic that is um, honestly near and dear to both our hearts. So I'm just, I'm going to let her go. Yeah, if you guys, I mean, if you've been listening for us, listening for us, if you've been listening to us for a while, we do take mental, um, we take mental health seriously. We also take friendship and being supportive and having supportive friends seriously. So um, last week, or was it this week? This week the long as hell. Yeah. Um, was it last week? I think it was over the weekend, maybe. So yeah, maybe later part of last week, early part of this week, it was um released or the news came out that Miss USA 2019 Chelsea Crist, I believe I'm saying that. Hope I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. Um, she committed suicide. Um, very tragically and after that you started seeing 
And and like most cases in these situations, then you start seeing a upheaval or uptick of the check on your strong friend post. Um, me and Tebo decide discuss the end. Those posts irritates ourselves. You want to tell them why it bothers you? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, because I'm technically a lot of people's strong friend, right? And so when people, when this happens and they say, check on your strong friend, I'm inundated with tech, random text messages. They just be on board. <laughs> like, they come in a check for you for real. I do get people checking on me for real, but then you know I'll get it's more it's more like you know I saw this and I really thought about you and I you know I know that sometimes you go dark and you don't be texting and I just want you to know I'm here to support you in any way I can and yada 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 yada. Damn, that's deep. Well, my real friends keyword know who I am. I made a, a TikTok that said, you know, I'm not, I don't call a lot of people. I don't call people every day. Mm-mm. I don't Mm-mm. text people every day, Mm-mm. you know, but if they need me, I'm there for them. Mm-hmm. If they ask me something, I'm going to do it if I can. You know, that, that's, that's the kind of friend I am. And so, I can like, mirror that. <laughs> I'm not really look, I'm not ever really looking to be that person that's on the phone every day, all Mm-mm. day with anybody so if that's what you consider like a friend I'm the wrong one but this strong friend thing is just like you know I don't know it's so hard to put it into words like I just don't I don't like it so much that I can't even describe why because it's multifaceted yeah it is (laughs) because I feel like you should just check on your people Mm mm-hmm and, period right like we, I've said this on the pod before like Fee knows me she knows if I don't you know post the insta story or do something funny in like four days she will be like bitch what the fuck you are right? good okay <laughs> yeah I'm just working crazy hours I'm sorry blame COVID and that's all that's it I I don't need a whole speech say oh I know you be always looking out for us and I'm just not, listen it's, un- it's unnecessary yeah. and these type of events shouldn't make be the only time you checking on somebody say that part again it shouldn't <laughs> take for someone to commit suicide for you to decide that uh, for you to decide oh I need to start checking in on my friends I'm the type of friend that no, I'm not calling you every day. No, I'm not texting you every day. You're not going to see me every weekend. We're not hanging out like that. But I'm also that friend that if you, if you, if I start thinking about you real hard, if you get on my mind real strong, if you hit my spirit, I'm going to shoot it and I'm not going to call you. I'm not, hmm. don't call me. I don't want to sit up on the phone. I have a, like I have those friends I can sit on the phone and talk to, mm-hmm. but it's not all everybody. Some friends I we can keep keep through a text, but when you when it gets like that where you hit my spirit real strong, I'm thinking about you a lot or something like that, I will stop what I'm doing hmm. and and send a text. 
hey, and I'll say, hey, you've been on my mind lately, just making sure you're good. Or, hey, you've been on my mind, just checking on you. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And that ain't about, oh, this my strong friend. This my No, because first of all, I want us as black women, I'm just going to single out the black women for right now. I want us to untie our capes, take them off, fold them up. I don't even want you to fold them up. Now, I take that back. I want you to rip them off, ball them up, throw them in the trash, and set them on fire. Hmm. We're not doing the super strong woman thing anymore. We've been doing it for way too long. Ever. We've been carrying the world on our shoulders and on our backs, and it is time to let that shit go. So I don't want to have any strong friends. I don't nope. want my friends to feel like they have to be strong for shit. Not to say that you you're not gonna be strong. We gonna be strong. Like I don't want you to be around here weak. We ain't no punks. But I also don't want you to feel like you gotta carry the world on your shoulder. And so for me, when I kept saying that, check on your strong friend, check on your strong friend, I was just like, when are we gonna tell our friends they ain't gotta be strong? Yeah, you. It's okay. It's okay not to be strong. And you know who recently said something very similar to this? Taraji P Henson. I she saw did a little clip of that, and it that's that resonated with me a lot because again, people call me their strong friend, and I'm fine. I'm fine, y'all. Y'all, I'm good. But like, I ain't as strong as y'all be thinking. Hotel, okay? Right. <laughs> like, I could put on a really good front. You know, that bass shit is real. Like, y'all can see what y'all want to see. And, and we not doing that anymore either because that was really the case with um, with the young lady who committed suicide. Yeah. Her mom said she lived a double life. Mm-hmm. To the world, she was this bubbly, happy person. But on her own, she was a she was depressed. Yeah. And it's so many people that do that and I get it. You don't want everybody in your business, but look, if you need to pause, if you ain't feeling it, you ain't got to be the fake happy bubbly all the time and get some help. But I did post that Taraji thing that stood out to me. And I was like, yes, yes. But I've been hearing this theme of black women not doing a strong one black the the we're not doing a strong black woman thing i've been hearing that a lot mm-hmm. um, in these few months of this new year i've been hearing that a lot and i saw a video and i'm mad that i didn't save it but this lady was like you know when she was like we put this strong thing on and we wear it as a badge of honor she said but you don't see anybody going to help an elephant Hmm. Because they strong. You help a baby bird or something. And it only have to be that extreme. But at the point that she was trying to make is that we end up having to be out here on our own struggling because a lot of times they like, you got it. You strong. You got it. And that is, it's a lot to live up to. I think that's the, Yeah. The and we put thing. pressure on ourselves to be that because we in the black community 
we definitely look at that as a badge of honor. I'm a strong black independent woman. Independent. Gotta throw that in there. When I hear that now, I cringe. Like, I ain't saying that shit. Mm-mm. Help me. Please. Please. I saw this girl say, I am no longer a strong, independent black woman. I, I am promise a you. in distress. <laughs> Let me tell you, I promise you, I have dropped that and I've done it. That's also a part of me tapping into that feminine energy. I know I'm not going to live these last years, of my, not my last years, Ooh, but yeah. I'm not about to live the second half of my life. I got it. I can do it. I'm nope, 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 nope. Not doing that. I'm not, no. That's not the energy I'm not about to have. I'm about to tap into my feelings. I'm about to be real with my emotions. It ain't no more, uh, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that shit. I don't get, no, no, that hurt my feelings. That hurt me. That bothers me. And I ain't about to be mad that I'm bothered. That bothers me. And this is why. True. So, thank you, sis, for bringing this up because I think people need to hear this more and more because we just have that expectation that we're supposed to hold everything together. And more and more of us need to just make it normal that we ain't always got it together. And it's okay. But when we do, shit, Black Girl Magic. But when we need a moment to gather, give us that moment. Listen, my black girl magic going to be, okay, since you out here doing your thing, it ain't got shit to do about being strong, independent, or none of that. Because guess what? You can be magical and have some help. True. But what I wanted to do real quick, and then we can end it, I wanted to read what I said in the post. Go ahead, sis. So I said, when you check on your strong friend, let them know that we aren't we aren't wearing being strong as a badge of honor anymore. We aren't superhumans. We have struggles, insecurity, anxiety, and bad days, and we need constant support and encouragement. We're not doing that strong shit anymore. Hmm. So listen. So all my friends and family members that's listening. To all the women that's listening, sis, we dropping the strong. You sure. can put anything. You can put anything you want to put. I'm a feminine black woman. I'm a regular black woman. I'm a tired black woman. Hmm. But what we not gonna be? I'm resilient. I'm smart. I'm kind. Eyes beautiful. But what we not gonna always be is strong. Not to say that we got to be weak. But we not nah. We ain't about to say the world. That ain't our job. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got for y'all today. Sis, until we talk to them again, any final words? Yes. Drink water, mind your business, and be a blessing. All right. Peace. Peace.